Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode. We're so excited that you are joining us. With me, I have Elisa. Hello. Hi. And we are doing a really quick tip today for leaving the park, leaving the park, leaving, you know, if you're out walking, if you're anywhere, just kind of leaving. But leaving the park is a big one that our little guys have a really rough go with. Yes, especially around age two, when they start to really recognize how fun the park can be. And especially for last year, if you've got older children or three-year-olds, four-year-olds, whatever, um, maybe you weren't going to the park last year and you're comfortable going this year. Mm -hmm. So they, they've had some time where they weren't able to go. And now it's just going to be a free for all once they get there. Yeah. And for us, we don't necessarily, we do have access to our parks year round. However, when they're buried in, you know, six feet of snow, it doesn't necessarily make for a great park date. So for, for us in Northern Ontario, for us in Ontario, uh, being able to get to the park in the summer is just fantastic. Yeah. However, leaving the park isn't always so much fun. And with COVID and our parks being shut down last year for some of the year, this might be a new experience for your three or four year old to be going to the park now. So much fun. So we want to enjoy our park days. We want to be able to go on a regular basis without the fight at the end, because that's the hardest thing. And, and if it becomes so much of a fight, then we don't really want to go to the park because we know leaving the park is just going to be so hard. So this really great tip it's easy. It's a really easy tip. Um, it's really easy to implement. It, the following through is the thing that's difficult. So our big tip is going to be give them a warning. And this is going to be something that you can do in all areas of your day. But we're, for our little guys, especially our, our little guys who are just starting to get that freedom away from the parents. So being able to climb the structure on their own, being able to do go down the slide on their own. They're really looking at that independence and freedom. Yoo-hoo! Um, so when we are leaving, giving them that warning. Okay, buddy, we have five more minutes. Five minutes is a good enough time good amount of time that it's not so long right a 10 15 20 minute warning that's just we've forgotten that were you even thought about leaving now we're just kind of playing and off we go whereas a five minute warning it isn't too long but it's not so short that they're like no I don't have time to finish so a nice like hey buddy five more minutes and then it's time to go yeah and if you have a really young one 18 months two years you might even do two minutes mm -hmm. the point is you're just giving them that heads up and that's what they know because they, they can't tell time yet. Um, but you're giving them that heads up so that they know what is coming next. They know that it's time to leave. They can mentally prepare a little bit. This does not mean that they are going to just willingly leave the park <laughs> after two minutes when you say that their two minutes is up. But at least you're giving them that heads up. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, of course, there's always going to be that little bit of resistance. Okay, great. You told me that there's five minutes left, but you know, I'm still going to throw my hands up in the air and kick my feet and say, I don't want to leave. Um, but the, the goal is, is the more consistent you are with it, the more on board they become with it. 
there that that leaving the park okay buddy five more minutes and then when you do say okay one more minute okay it's time to go they're like okay bye park we'll see you tomorrow so that's the goal right but it is going to be that work in the beginning when you first start hey buddy five more minutes and i like to get down to their level make eye contact and i'm like okay kiddo we have five more minutes okay we have five more minutes and then it's time to go home for lunch or it's time to go home for dinner or it's time to go home for nap, whatever the the next kind of scheduled thing is. Um, so they know what's coming next, but it's five more minutes and then it's time to go, okay? And then off they go to play. Right. So one thing you wanna be sure to do is if you say two more minutes or you say five more minutes, you wanna make sure that it actually is two minutes or five minutes. It doesn't have to be on the dot, but you wanna make sure that your two minutes isn't turning into 15 minutes and then 20 minutes, because then you're gonna say, it's time to go in two minutes and they're going to look at you and they will not believe you because your two minutes means 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And next thing you know it, they're just playing for another hour. Mm-hmm. Before it's and then when you, play. and then when you only do have two minutes and you say, okay, two minutes and you say, okay, no, actually it's been two minutes. They're like, yeah, that was like 30 seconds. That doesn't count. Sorry. So you're going to have a lot more pushback if you extend that time, time and time and time again, for sure. So trying to keep it close to so that they're starting to predict okay two minutes that means I have enough time for you know our little guys aren't going to be predicting but they're going to start to understand okay that gives me you know a couple more times down the slide or a few more swings so they're going to start to understand that the 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 amount of time time. yeah the concept of time starts to come together a little bit they can't look at a clock and tell you what time it is or anything like that but if we're, we're trying to build the concept of time in our children. So if we're telling them two minutes and really we're there for 20, then they're not going to have very <laughs> good concept of time as they really get really not. <laughs> okay. So it's been the five minutes. Um, okay, guys, we have five more minutes. I like to do the one minute. Okay, guys, one more minute. We're going to be getting ready to go in one more minute. Um, and then it's time to go. Now, this doesn't usually, not usually, like I said in the beginning, isn't met with, you know, fanfare and excitement. Woohoo, it's time to go. So we say it's time to go and then they lose it or they get very upset or they, what do we do? So this is the biggest piece is follow through. Even if they're crying, even if they're upset, even if they don't want to leave, you want to follow through with it is time to leave. So this might mean that you might need to go and get them. Mm-hmm. You might need to guide them. You might need to take their hand for some little ones. Perhaps you need to pick them up while they're kicking, but it is time to go. So if you don't follow through with it's time to go again, when you say it's time to leave the park, they're not going to believe you because, well, last time you didn't follow through the time before that you didn't follow through. So it's really important that we that when we set limits and boundaries with our children that we follow through with them and we hold that limit for them. Otherwise, they it's just going to make the park visits a scream fest when they have to leave every single time. Yeah, and you know, for us, we have such short amount of great weather to enjoy the park. We don't want to stop going just because leaving is so hard every single time, right? We want it to be that we can go, we can enjoy it, and then we can leave and it's still a pleasant experience versus, you know, you get into the car drenched in sweat and they're crying, you're crying, you're like, we're never doing this again. This is too much. 
Right. So now, you know, you're, you're guiding your child. They're upset about leaving the park. What do you do next? We don't want you to have to feel like you need to jump through hoops to change your child's mind because you know what? They're allowed to be upset that they are leaving the park. It sucks for them in that Mm -hmm. moment. It's not fun to leave the park. They don't want to leave the park. So what you want to do next is you want to allow them to have those feelings. I know this is so difficult for a lot of families because when your child is upset, you feel like you always need to fix that. When that's not the case. We just need to let our children vent about those things that are challenging for them that they're having a hard time with. So what you want to do is you want to let them vent about these these feelings that they're having. We don't want to suppress those feelings. We want to allow them to come out and let them have that upset. If they need to cry about it, they need to cry about the fact that they're leaving the park. And that is okay. Yeah. Your little ones, you can put them into the stroller. What I usually like to do is take a minute or so to validate their feelings. This is another big one, right? I know you didn't want to leave the park. That is very hard. It's hard to leave the park. Mm -hmm. And then just let them have those feelings so that they can come through that after. And then they start to understand, especially if you are approaching this with confidence. Again, we're yes. going to say with confidence Magic words. I say it in every <laughs> single podcast, but with confidence, you want to approach these situations because if they know that we are like, okay, it's time to leave the park. And then they sense that, oh, let's go home and get a popsicle. Let's do this. Let's do that. What's over there? What's over there? Oh, look, there's a bird. And we're trying to stop those Convince feelings from... Them? Yeah, we're trying them to, to come and then stopping the feelings, stopping the feelings, you know, jumping through hoops just to suppress that upset. They are going to feed off of that. And then yes. it's just going to make the park visits leaving the park so much harder every single time because they're going to see how many hoops you jump through just to try and stop their upset. And Again, they're not going to feel confident about those limits and those boundaries that you're setting. They're not going to feel like it's okay for them to have those feelings about it if we're trying to distract them constantly from leaving the park. So it's just a, it's a great tool to use and it helps us come at those limits with confidence when we know that it is important for them to be able to get out their upset towards the change that is happening or the limit that we're setting and the fact that it's time to leave the park in this case we want to allow those feelings to come out so when my children were in strollers I would just kind of like put them in the stroller and I'd just look at them for a second before you know maybe I'd walk a little bit away from the park and then I'd look at them and I'd say I know you really wanted to stay at the park it's hard to leave the park and I would just kind of let them have more feelings and then I'd walk with the stroller and then I'd validate them every once in a while but I would also just let them have those feelings if your child is having a really large meltdown and let's say you carried you know they walked to the park and they're just in no position right now to be walking home maybe what you do is you take them a little bit away from the actual park and structure and and where everyone is and you just take a minute or two or five or 10 and let them have that meltdown that they need to have. 
and just be there, sit and support them. Let that meltdown happen. And then once it's over, you are going to see that they just move on with their life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the most amazing thing. It's like you let them have their feelings, you validate those feelings. And then they just move on to something else just at the snap of a finger. Well, because for them, it's like, oh, okay, so I was really upset about this. It seems like you understand that I'm upset. Um, so I'm going to finish all of my upset and then I'm done. And then they're off to the next thing. They're not holding on to it like we are or, or worried that, oh, if we're, if we're hiding, trying to stop all that upset or is this going to come out later or what's going to happen now? So we don't want to be tiptoeing around that upset. And like Elisa said, having that confidence, knowing that you're allowing that upset. And we do have lots of information in our um, the scoop on crying. So helping your little one with their big upset. Uh, we do have that podcast available as well. So be sure to check that out because we do go through a lot of the, that emotional offloading and that support because it really is important in helping our little ones deal with the upsetting things that happen in their life. It's important for you to know that they have their feelings and they need to release their feelings. So then now they're feeling heard and validated. So now we're going to move on with our day. And then when we go to the park again, we're going to say, Hey buddy, we have five more minutes. Okay. One more minute. Okay. It's time to go. And then each and every time it's going to be a little bit easier, a little bit easier, a little bit easier because they have that warning. They know what's going to happen that regardless of if they run or if they're over here, if they're doing that, you're still leaving the park. And that for them is that big piece. They need to know that with those timed warnings, you're still leaving the park. Yeah. If they're leaving happy, if they're leaving upset, if they're kicking and screaming, if they're throwing things, if they're throwing themselves back, you're still leaving the park. Yeah. So that doesn't change. It's just how you're handling it. Buddy, I know this is so hard. It was so much fun this morning. I loved watching you play on the swings. We're having little, little tidbits of information in there, right? Like this is so hard. I know it's not fun leaving the park. And then, but we're still leaving the park. That's the big piece. Yeah. And you know what? Our children learn so much through our response to them and how we respond to them in certain situations. If your child doesn't want to leave the park and you're attempting to follow through, but then they grab a sand toy and sit down and start playing and you let them have that extra time to sit down and start playing again or you're leaving the park, they throw themselves on the ground. And so you let them have extra time in the park, Mm -hmm. right? Like when we're following through with that, if we don't follow through really consistently, they are learning what to expect from us, Mm -hmm. right? So if we're not holding those limits that we are setting, they are not going to believe us the next time that they say that it's time to leave the park. And what that's going to do is it's going to end up with a whole summer of dreaded park leaving times exactly leaving park tantrums or meltdowns they're not going to overcome that portion of it and you know what they they might never actually leave the park happy about it because they're allowed to have those feelings right it it's not fun to leave the park so when something happens in my life that I'm not fond of I have different ways of being able to offload those feelings, but our children really only have that one way. And that's through the upset that they show us that Mm -hmm. they're not happy about leaving the park. I can vocalize as a parent, you know what, I'm really not happy with this, or I really don't want to go there or whatever, but our children don't have that capability of really, really 
telling us everything that they're feeling. So it comes out in different ways. It comes out in perhaps tantrums or meltdowns or, you know, throwing things or whatever. So yes, it's going to make it a lot easier to leave the park and your child is going to learn what to expect if you follow Mm -hmm. through with those limits, but they might not be happy about leaving the park. You know, my my almost six-year-old, he's, I I set limits with him. I follow through with the limits. He still tests my limits on a regular basis. And so, you know, it's a, it's a part of his temperament. It's a part of his personality, but when we leave the park, he doesn't throw major meltdowns, but he now at six is able to vocalize a little bit. I don't want to leave the park. So it's always that validation. I know you really didn't want to leave the park. Mm-hmm. but we still leave. And that's yeah. again, so the warning, those are going to be our big pieces. If you're going to take anything away, it's that. So the warnings, five minutes, one minute, and then following through. And it's for everything. Like this is, we're using this as leaving the park, but it really is genuinely. Okay, buddy, we're going to, it's time to go up for a bath. We have five more minutes. Okay, buddy, we, it's time to finish up our lunch. We have five more minutes, right? We're using those timers as like, like we said, that concept of time. So we're giving them that idea that this is going to end and that's going to help them, like we said, adjust to those, to those transitional pieces. So use those timers, make sure that you're following through, have that confidence behind you, right? Okay, buddy, this is what we're doing. And we're going to, we're leaving regardless, right? This is what you're telling yourself. Okay, buddy, here's your five minute warning. And then you're telling yourself and we're leaving regardless. We're leaving regardless. If that is an issue, um, have that self internal dialogue and, and talk yourself through it, but you have to follow through so that it is going to, so that it does make it easier. Um, as, as every time you go to the park, Okay, guys, that is it for today. Come and join us in the group Facebook, all things sleep and parenting. Let us know. Have you tried uh, any of these little transition tips and and has it worked well for you at the park or anywhere else? Let us know. Join our group. We'd love to have you there. Um, Thanks again for joining us. We really do appreciate you taking your time out of your day or evening or potentially middle of the night to listen to us as you are up with your little one or as you're struggling through your challenges. Know that we're here, restfulparenting.com, and we can help with anything, sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.